I want to talk about always being yourself. Uh, and I think that is so important. I remember being young and uh, when you're that age, when you're still being taught a lot of things about life, being taught about uh, your direction, and really just getting to understand who you are. It's very easy to allow outside influences when you really didn't know a lot, have a great impact on your life. And that's good for a while. I mean, as, as long as your children, you're still learning, you're growing, but there comes a time where, where there should be a shift from being led to becoming a leader. There should be a shift. And sometimes, even as adults, we kind of get caught up in that loop of always uh, looking for approval, always desiring to be fed, um, always desiring to be equipped but there should come a time where you realize who you are and embrace it and you should be empowered by it and be uh, encouraged by being yourself. Now, I've got to say, I was caught up in that loop of always trying to live up to other people's opinions. And, you know, that's that's an ever ending quest. You'll never be able to live up to uh, all of the various people with their various lifestyles, uh, um, the ways of thinking. You'll never be able to live up to that, no matter how hard you try. So why not be yourself? You know, you can buy a copy of something, but it'll never be worth the original. It'll never be worth the original. And when you begin to tap in and discover who you are and just really be, be comfortable in your own skin, to be comfortable about your values and be comfortable about what you believe. When you get to that place, that's when you start to really uh, begin to live because you're willing to cut away all of the variant uh, opinions of others and, and embrace who you are. Now, I have a secret. I'll be honest with you. You may ask yourself, why is Belittle Speaks so blue? I mean, every time you look around, um, you're seeing something with Belittle Speaks on it and it embraces the color of blue. Well, there's a story behind that. Blue was my very first favorite color. It was my very first favorite color. But when I started getting into business and the ministry and things of that nature, I learned that black was a very universal color and I embraced black, but I chose black. And then I realized that red was a color that burnt um, power. It represents power and I chose red. But if I be honest with you, those are colors, the black and the red that I inherited. My true color, the one that I really loved was blue. But somewhere between point A and point B and merging my life with others, um, I started to embrace uh, other ideas to try to culturally fit in and, and just be a carbon copy of something else. But when I started this podcast, when I decided to stream, when I decided to kick all of these other people's opinions out of my head and truly embrace who I am, flaws and all, I, choose, I chose to go back to what my favorite color was. It's blue. So when you see blue everywhere, it's a statement. It's that statement that says, I choose to be me. I choose to be the very best version of me. 
because no matter, no matter uh, who I meet, no matter what I go through, there will be nobody that can be better at being me than me. And guess what? Like your, your fingerprint, you are unique in and of yourself. Nobody can beat you at being you once you discover who you are. Nobody, no thing. Uh, but it's easy to get caught up in the rat race of uh, being uh, connected with other people and trying to fulfill their ideas of who they think you should be. But I'm telling you, there should come a time where there's a resounding no, where you can really love the skin you're in. You may not be tall. You may be short, love the skin you're in. You know, it, it amazes me, Tisha, how many people with uh, blue eyes want brown eyes? How many people with brown eyes want blue eyes or green eyes? And so they put contacts in. How many people with long hair want short hair? And how many people with short hair want long hair? That is crazy to me. That's crazy to me. And so we'll spend all of our lives trying to be another T.D. Jakes, trying to be another Steve Harvey, trying to be other versions of us just imitating instead of taking that time and energy uh, that we put into being an imitator and just start being an original to be the best version of ourselves. We need you at your best. Let me say that again. We need you at your best. We don't need a carbon copy. We don't need somebody faking and pretending. We need you at your best. And today, in our Motivational Monday, I'm here to encourage you to embrace being the very best version of you. That's, that's why I'm here. So how do I do it? How do I become comfortable in the skin that I'm in? How do... I get to the place where I can kick all of these people that are living rent-free in my head with their opinions and their thoughts. They almost cursed my life because they'll try to tell me I didn't do something right or I'm never good enough. How do I get these people out of my head and how do I learn to be the very best version of me? Well, I'm glad you asked. The first point I'm going to tell you is that you can't aim to please others. You can't play, you got, you, you can't live to please others. You know, there's a problem if you're never uh, doing what you want to do, but you're always doing what other people want you to do. You'll always be on their time frames. You'll be on their schedules. Look, my daughter, look, look, I miss you, Yoshika. I got to connect with you. It's been a minute. I know I interrupted the broadcast, but it was good to see Yoshika uh, here today. So good to hear and see her. She, she knows why. All right. So you got to aim to please yourself. It can't be about others. I know. I mean, I love my family members. I love my friends, but I can have one family member who think I should be doing this and I can have another uh, family member uh, that thinks that I should be doing that. But until I can get to the place where I'm not trying to please others, but I'm trying to please myself, I'm putting myself first. Well, be little sounds like you're telling me that I need to be selfish. And guess what? I am. I am. You know me. My, my, one of my favorite words is the word no, because no helps to shape boundaries. You can't live to please others um, because pleasing others can be a nice thing to do. I mean, it can be all right, but your boundaries are important for you to learn, cultivate and discover you. 
So always, always, always put yourself first. Don't live to please other people. The second thing I'm going to tell you uh, today is don't worry about other people's view of you. Don't worry if they don't like you, if they criticize you, if they complain. Listen, somebody's always going to have something bad to say about you. They're always going to have an opinion. They're always going to believe that uh, um, they don't like your hair. They don't like the way you speak. They don't like the way you walk, the way you talk. But don't worry about that. You know, occasionally thinking about how others view you may make you change for the good, but you should not constantly wonder about what others are thinking about you. It's time to give um, an eviction notice to some people in your head. It's time to let some people go. It's time for to, to say, hey, I, I got this. I got this. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust intuition. And I am going to rise up and be the very best version of me that I can be. So if I'm going to learn how to be myself, I've got to get to a place where I am willing to kick people out of my head. The next thing that I'm going to tell you, uh, if you're going to learn how to be yourself, is learn more about yourself. Spend time with you. Do you really know who you are? Because I'm telling you, the date that you learn who you are is the date that you begin to live. Not who other people are taught you or told you you are the date that you learn why you were created the date that you learn why you were fearfully and wonderfully made because let me say this you are not a mistake i don't care um if your parents tried to tell you you weren't supposed to be here that you were in an accident uh to them you were a surprise but to god you were supposed to be here you were supposed to be here and and you have to embrace that and know that and then spend quality time discovering why you are here. So dig deep into that. What is it that you like to do? What is it that makes you tick? What is it that you don't like? And here's the kicker, because I'm learning this, um, Apostle McCoy, I'm learning this late in life. Um, that I am not obligated to be a version um, that somebody has in their head of me. I had to apologize to some people because some of the arguments that I got in with other people was because I was trying to make them be the version that I saw in my head of them, uh, of them. And so whenever they did something, it disappointed me. Like, you know, a child, one of my children or a, a spouse or something, I would argue, fuss and fight trying to get them to live up to my standard. And that's not right. That's not right. You don't really love somebody if you're spending your life trying to get them uh, to become who you want them to be and not trust that God's hand on their life is enough. Now, listen, we need wise counsel. I'm not trying to get us pumped up to the place where we will reject wisdom. 
um, and those that are trying to give it. But it is our job to receive that wisdom and let it become our value, our principles, the thing that guides us rather than fearing what other people think about us and how they're going to feel about us. It, it, it has to be bigger than that. So learn more about yourself. Do you know who you really are? Do you really know how you uh, who you really are? Are you willing to be weird in front of somebody, be called weird or be feared to be weird? There's a story I like to tell all the time. You know, if, if a lady is going on a date for the very first time and uh, she goes to the store and she spends hours picking out the perfect dress and getting her lashes done and her nails done and, and um, she picked the best color that fits her. And then when she opens the door to go out on the date, the guy says, oh, that's how you're going? The moment her spirit comes into agreement with what he said is the moment that she's been cursed. Now she's sitting wondering whether or not she will wear a short dress or a long dress or a red dress or a blue dress for the rest of her life. Why? Because she never discovered who she is. So discover who you are. Discover what makes you tick. Discover what you love. And be unapologetic about embracing it, being you. Um, just allowing yourself uh, to, to be you. So remember, number one was don't aim to please others if you're going to find yourself. Number two is don't worry about how others will view you. Number three is learn more about yourself. And number four is appreciate who you are. Appreciate how God made you. Appreciate it. The moment we stop running from it and we start embracing it is the moment we can grow to the best versions of ourselves. And I keep saying that over and over. So appreciate who you are. Every person on here is like a fingerprint. You're unique in and of yourself. You're unique. You're an original. I know. I've seen people on the internet. They may look like me, but they aren't me. I don't care if you've got an identical twin. They are not you. So embrace being you. Embrace being the very best version of you and appreciate who you are. Number five is be confident with who you are. This is different than appreciating who you are, but being confident means that you can walk in the room and you don't shrink who you are. You know, there's a story that is famous about David and Goliath. And um, Goliath was this huge stature of a man. He had big speech and he, he had a big size and it intimidated other people around him. But when David went to visit his brothers to bring them something to eat, and they realized that this entire army was running from one man because of his size and his stature, he decided that I would fight him. And one of the most significant points of this story is the king applauded him, but the king wanted to place his armor on David because he thought David needed it. It was his opinion. From everything that that king knew about war, it made sense for him to have armor. And David tried it. He put, put it on. But notice this. David says, 
I'm comfortable in my own skin. I know my own ability. I know where I've been. I've fought lions and bears and become successful past those fights. So really, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that comes against a large army? I don't need your arm armor. I'm going to be comfortable with me. And he did it his way. And notice what he did. You know, while everybody else had great military stature, they had uh, swords and shields and arrows, David went out with a slingshot against something that was bigger than him. He got five smooth stones, only needed one. And he walked away from that situation victorious. Well, what am I telling you today? See, when you are comfortable in the skin that you're in and you learn how to appreciate yourself, it will build a confidence and you can get back to being you. You can get back to being the very best version of you. It, yeah, yeah, I like that. It worked for him. And it worked because he chose not to try to be Saul or anybody else. He looked at the lessons that he learned from life the lessons that God allowed him to learn. And he took that to the battlefield with him. And you should take that into the boardroom with you. You should take that into the pulpit with you. You should take that um, uh, to your next interview with you. Don't be who they want you to be, be you. Because the life that has been fixed form and fashion before you are even in the womb depends on you being you. So be confident. I think about Moses, you know, Moses was called to lead the children of Israel out of slavery from Egypt, but he thought he couldn't do it because he had a stuttering tongue. He thought he couldn't do it. And so he tried to give this excuse. I can't do it because I don't know how to speak well. And I remember his God saying to you, be confident. Who made man's mouth? Who made man's lips? I did that. I knew your limitations before I sent you into the situation. So I don't need you to cower down because you don't think that you are enough or that you're good enough. What I need you to do is embrace yourself, flaws and all. Be confident in who he created you to be. Walk in faith, not by sight, and watch him open doors for you. The next thing that I'm going to tell you is forgive yourself. You know, forgive yourself for thinking negatively. Forgive yourself for talking without thinking twice. Forgive yourself for being rude uh, to other people, your friends, your superiors, your parents, your siblings. Forgive yourself. Don't hold that stuff over your head. Don't allow that stuff to keep creeping up over and over again. I've heard people who made mistakes in the times past and they allowed those mistakes to affect them in a way that they start to think that they are not good enough for the new opportunities that have been presented to them. But we have to get to the point. We're going to make mistakes. That's part of learning. Point out to me one person around you right now that has never made a mistake. We're going to do it, but we got to get to the place where we can forgive ourselves for, for all of that stuff. 
to understand that it's been cast into the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered anymore. Let it go. Just, I want you to think about that in your head for a minute. Say it in your heart. I am letting it go. I am good enough. I am worthy enough. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I forgive myself for the mistakes that I've made in my past. You don't have to beat yourself up over it over and over again. So, you know, learn how to forgive yourself. Learn how to let it go. Learn how to uh, um, just let it be. Let it be. The next thing I'm going to tell you, if you're going to always be yourself, if you're going to learn how to be a better version of yourself, is stop being negative about yourself. You can't even play around. Now, I'm going to remind you today that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Life has no power. Death has no power. But that thing that we speak, we're going to be judged for every idle word that comes out of our mouth. Now, are we saying that it's bad to joke? Surely not. You can be just and joking. If you're around me, you know I got to get my joke in. However, we can't dismiss the power of words. And every now and again, we'll say stuff um, just on the whim. I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm so crazy. I'm so dumb. What is wrong with me? We'll speak negatively over ourselves and we don't realize that we're feeding death. We're feeding that negative stuff. But you got to stop saying bad stuff about yourself. Nothing good ever speak comes to me. Um, I'm always going to be like this. That's not true. You're not going to always be like this. But until you learn how to take authority over your conversations, then you might just be reaping what you've been sowing. Can these bones live? Yeah, they can live. But stop talking about what you see and start talking like he created you to be something better than what you are professing over yourself. So you can't afford to be negative uh, 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 over yourself. You can't afford to speak negative words about yourself. You have to accept flaws and all, mistakes and all, and then just move on and just continue to believe in your heart, nothing but good for yourself. If you're going to get back to yourself, if you're always going to be yourself, then find a hobby that you love. Every Everybody has something that they live for or they love to do. Figure out what it is that you like to do and not what others think that you should be doing. Get back to you. Get back to you. Get back to you. Now, I know because I even got some family members uh, that think that I am preaching selfishness. And guess what? I am. The Bible says, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy might, thy soul. Then love your neighbors as you love yourself. You can't love others if you haven't learned how to love yourself. That's like putting the cart before the horse. I'm trying to give from an empty bank account. I never fill the bank with any money. But somebody needs services from me. And now I'm writing hot checks with my life because I'm giving from an empty place. So you got to learn how to to put yourself first and, and, and get to the place where you can give from a cup that is overflowing with love, overflowing with peace. Why are you trying to be somebody else's peace and you haven't found peace yourself? I mean, that's crazy. 
you haven't connected with peace and uh, I'm going to tell you that the only way that you can connect with peace is to connect with God but here it is you're trying to love your neighbor from an empty vessel no so yes I am preaching selfishness and only from the aspect of that you have to look up connect with your creator and then look in before you look out look in get yourself together so you know that's what you got to do there's no getting around it there's no other uh way of getting around it so i hope you can take these uh points and live you can live find something that you like to do learn from your mistakes and then just continuously strive for what you want now this week this week I was somewhere and someone was talking about vision and it was it was a dynamic service um, very dynamic dynamic service but while I was sitting there this word insight just began to overwhelming the word insight and I, I looked it up and and just understanding that you will have an understanding about something in a penetrating way and when I looked at that word penetrating it just really arrested my attention because it means penetrating means the ability to break through to break through to have insight to have vision to have understanding in a way that you don't become distracted you can do the impossible you can do the unimaginable if you have the ability to stay focused and see when you stop allowing yourself to want to be like other people and focusing on that when you get insight that's not vision that comes from the outside but it's something that God gives to you and it, it fuels your purpose and it fuels uh, the reason why you're created you, and you get that insight then you don't like you let boisterous waves winds and stuff distract you from walking on water because you're you have insight and it helps you to penetrate something it, it causes you to be steadfast and unmovable and always abounding it causes you to become consistent to the place where you can penetrate and break through because you have insight so i'm encouraging you today to stop looking outside of you stop allowing uh, yourself to be an imitator of something or someone else yes learn from them allow them to uh, inspire and encourage and educate you but you take all of that information and you don't become an imitator but you allow it to add the value to your life to become the best version of you that you know how to be. I love you, family. That's my motivational moment. That's the moment that I offer you. Always be yourself. Because every time you're trying to be something or someone else, you're only being a second class version 
of somebody else. Why why be second? Always be first. <laughs>